It's the Early Access Podcast. It is episode number 38, July 21st, 2020. I'm your host, Nikki Kuehler, is here. Also, we are live at twitch.tv slash at 8 p.m. PDT on Tuesdays, every other Tuesday. Come check us out. We just had a long pre-show where we've been sitting here talking about many different things. I read a couple Bible stories. The Bible, Kuehler just told me, is in the public domain. And uh, I'm going to start reading Bible verses before we play Warzone. To, so that God may bless our drops and loot at uh, twitch.tv slash shampoo. But speaking of Warzone and the army, the first thing I want to talk about was something absolutely hilarious. This comes from Kotaku. The U.S. Army has recently been using Twitch to try to reach people and get people recruited into uh, their ranks. Now, this is coming from Kutaku, the article, if you guys want to look it up for those of you listening. On Spotify and iTunes, U.S. Army's Twitch chat is banning people for asking about war crimes. And I actually did a follow-up on this story. By follow-up, I mean 11 days after it was posted. I tried to uh, to intercept or to join in to the U.S. Army's Discord channel, where they were also being highly trolled, not just in their Twitch chat. And I cannot get in there. So here's what was happening. A lot of people have been using Twitch. Twitch has really come up the past couple of years as a strong marketing tool, not just for games, but Trump was just recently banned. I know Bernie's done a couple of streams on Twitch. I think Trump got unbanned on Twitch, making him the first U.S. president to have been banned from the streaming platform, which is kind of insane. He is back now, I believe. Uh, I have this bot on Twitter that I follow that tells me when famous streamers are banned and unbanned. And whenever I see the ratio, 2,000 retweets, 3,000 likes, and 6,000 replies, I always go in and read the replies, even if I don't know who the streamer is. And Donald Trump, Donald Trump's banned tweet, when the bot tweeted out that he was removed from the platform, was, was very highly interacted with. But anyway, the U.S. Army is now trying to recruit people via Twitch. They have... The first thing I notice right off the bat is they're playing Call of Duty Warzone and they do the typical thing that all Call of Duty streamers do for some reason. Keeler, if you open the article and look at the webcam where they have only the person's head showing and then there's a ton of headroom and they're looking off screen. It, it, oh, it looks terrible. I see what it's you a mean. very yeah. like yeah. It's a very amateurish looking live stream. I, I expect for the amount of money He's that also we looking spend the wrong way. Yeah. His camera's He's on the wrong out of side. Frame. He's looking out of frame. It's terrible. And the only reason I bring this up is because the sheer amount <laughs> of funding that we give for our army, for the military, in the U.S. is absurd, and they can't afford a top-tier streaming setup. Uh, this is this is a misuse of funding, in my opinion, if anything. But anyway. It's also just some they, guy in his room. It is like, some guy. It looks him, like he's give in him a barrack, set, maybe. You know, like give him a maybe, but like you know, give him like a a studio or something. He's got camera a camera switcher. Like we, we definitely spend way too chair. much. We spend way too much. Like we got to get people out of Portland and into the studio. <laughs> in, ideally, into neither a green of these room. things. Yeah, ideally neither of these things. But I'm saying like, if we can afford to like be sending unmarked vans into our cities. They could definitely afford to like get a nice camera, get a at least a green screen or something. What Kula's referring to is 
I, I haven't looked too much into this, but apparently unmarked vans in Portland are arresting protesters. And so we have money for that, but we don't have money to get this man a green screen yeah, it's, broadcast it's like on Twitch. Unidentified, like federal soldiers in there. It's, it's a mess right now, but right now we're here to get angry at this guy looking off frame. He looks goofy wearing his hat, uh, like his Marine cap on or something. Uh, I, he has an I, American I think, flag, like just kind of on the ground almost. It's really this, low. This could be the fake news media. Uh, but he only has two kills in this screenshot of him playing Warzone. And I expect we, uh, us to have the highest trained officers. Uh, you know, whether whether you're a medic or a mechanic, whatever you're doing, I expect the people in our military, with the amount of funding they have, to. I, I want this guy to be slaying out if I'm going to watch the U.S. Army esports team. But anyway... The point is, people I were once, hopping into the stream just to troll this guy. Go ahead, Killer. Oh, yeah. No, I was saying, I once said, like, if we want to end violence, we need to stop going to war and just start doing national 1v1s on shipment. And if this guy has any, you know, like, expectation, I think we really need to prepare. You know, I'm going to go as far to say, and this might be really cocky, I would 1v1 this guy on the U.S. Army esports team. Winner... If he wins, California stays part of the U.S. If I win, then California secedes from the Union. I am now governor or king of California, and king. we now you get went from, you went from elected we, elected official to king. monarch. Yeah, and now we have what I what I'm going to deem as our new state currency in and out bucks. I, all of our all of our money trading bartering. Will be in in and out dollars. That would be the e that would be like the easiest transition because I feel like a good chunk of California identity is already in and out. I feel like Nor we'll Cal just be like, okay. oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, of course it would be in and out books. Like what else would we have it? This could just be fake news. Kotaku could have just taken an image of this guy playing where he wasn't, you know, slaying out. Maybe he would have had forty kills in a different clip. Benefit of the doubt. But anyway, people were coming into the chat. Uh, from Kotaku, they say, Newcomers use the chat to grill the army about passive uses. What is your favorite U.S. war crime? A Twitch user typed into the chat under the alias really chill guy. <laughs> My favorite part of this is, moments after making the comment, he was banned from the chat. Nice, really chill guy. Have a nice time getting banned in my chat, dude, said the streamer, the channel streamer at the time, Josh Strotnium uh, David, a Green Beret and 12-year veteran of the army. And then someone else in chat said, oh, so you love video games? Well, you're going to love dying in a foreign country to protect the interests of oligarchs back home. And they're just constantly being berated uh, to the point where people were doing Discord speedruns to try to get banned from the U.S. Army Discord channel. People were hopping in there, and I found an invite. So I went into the depths of internet, aka I went to Google, and I Googled U.S. Army Esports Discord, and I'm in there right now. And I tried to get in, and you actually can't. Uh, as of July 2nd, they disabled the ability to get into and access and type into the server, and so it says you need to verify your identity by phone so that you can send messages in this server. And I did some actual hard-hitting journalism here on the Early Access Podcast. Not only did I enter my own real phone number to try to get in the U.S. Army Esports Discord page, but I also went to Google Voice and I made up some fake phone numbers 
And I could I just can't get in here at all to figure out what is going on. But I have seen speed runs upwards of 12 to 15-ish seconds of people going in there linking to the Wikipedia page, linking out U.S. war crimes and getting banned as quickly as possible. And there were tons of people doing this. Other people posting shit posts. And this is all due. I I, I think I can count on one hand the number of times I've said this phrase, but I'm, I'm going to read this off of Kotaku. Efforts to troll the organization didn't just begin this week. They date back to June 30th when the Army esports team sent the Discord Twitter account a tweet saying, Uwu. A text emoticon meant to convey a sort of purring happiness. I'm glad Kotaku explained that to me. <laughs> this display of cuteness from an organization affiliated with the world's most powerful imperial ground force inspired some to join the Army esports Discord to see how fast they can get banned. The Discord uh, was eventually temporarily disabled. Nearly two weeks later, and then after on the Alexis podcast, pretty much three weeks later, you are still completely unable to get in there. Uh, the Green Beret, I believe it was. I think this is the same guy. I'm just going to scroll up here and, and double check. Yeah, yeah, David. David. David, yeah. It is David. Uh, he said, I think every post that I do from now on is going to say uwu in it just to flex. I don't know what timeline we're in where the U.S. Army esports team and a Green Beret is oo-wooing to flex on the internet but that is something that's happening right now and i cannot get into their server to see what is happening there have been a couple brands who have done some pretty dumb things pepsi kind of comes to mind when they tried to be super fashionable and they had a celebrity offer police a pepsi to try to calm down the riots it became so immense that people actually did it in the george floyd riots too I, I did not know a that. People, people were legitimately I, I passing least, out Pepsi. I saw like two, at least two cases of someone going up to the cops with a Pepsi. The internet is, I think, advancing faster than the 40, 50-year-old men working on the PR teams at the U.S. Army East. It, it, it's, it's not... You, you're on the internet's turf. That's what I'm trying to say. I think that's the, the best way to say it. You don't control what people are going to say in your Twitch chat. I feel like as much as we try to moderate, ban people, time people out, set rules, you have the thing Twitch implemented where people have to read the rules before they type things out. You are still on the turf of the internet. The hive mind and power of a bunch of people just trying to meme on you and where nothing is ever gone forever. Once it's up there, it's up there. And if they want to troll you by listing out your war crime, I don't even, I think some people do legitimately want to hear their opinion on things like uh, white phosphorus and Call of Duty and stuff like that. But I think a lot of people are also out there to just give them a hard time and see their reaction. And that's not something I feel like they understood right off the bat. And so they're getting shafted for not doing their homework. And that is what's going on right now with what is... I believe literally the biggest force, the biggest ground force in the history of mankind. I think if you combine, do you, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, Killer, but if you combine the next four militaries together, it's still not as big as the U.S. Uh, military. So I, just makes it, I feel like I've heard that somewhere, but I have not confirmed that. I can go confirm that. But. That just makes it more funny that they're being trolled on Discord. Anyway, so 
Next up, I did not... I think I've spent every show... I definitely last episode talking about Karens. And I didn't want to do one this this time. But they keep getting so good. And I, I did a lot of looking into this one. That I feel like I have, I have to talk about this one. So the Karen of the week is Amber Lynn Gills. Or Karen Lynn Gills, as we will call her. Karen. Uh, she does not wear a face mask, as many have before her, claiming to have a medical exemption. She took a picture of Lennon Gutierrez, who is a Starbucks worker. And she posted him on, I believe it was Twitter. She posted him on the internet somewhere. It doesn't really matter. Talking about how he refused to serve her because she was not wearing a mask in Starbucks. She claimed she had a medical exemption, and he refused to serve her. Anyway, someone decided to open a GoFundMe for the Starbucks worker, and he raised $100,000. The Starbucks worker himself did not do this. Someone else in Orange County, this was Starbucks in San Diego, Orange County is in Southern California. Someone else in Orange County started a GoFundMe after this woman uh, harassed this poor Starbucks employee. I don't get paid enough to deal with these people. The Karen said that she was entitled to half of the $100,000 that was donated to the barista. Now, I I am not going to be the first person to say that she's absolutely out of her mind. Uh, she is trying to sue and get half of that money from him. And she started her own GoFundMe, which took a little bit of Googling, but I managed to bring it up. And it is absolutely hilarious. Uh, coming from ABC7, they say the woman who made the original negative post claims she is entitled to half the money. She started her own GoFundMe page to raise her uh, raise money for a lawyer to try to get half of that money. And I found said GoFundMe page. She has raised out of $5,000 for the lawyer, $555. And that actually kind of surprised me. I suspected that 555 of these dollars, most of it came from other Karens, people saying, yeah, you sh you shouldn't have been discriminated. I don't wear masks in public. I don't care about this global pandemic. You have the right. This is America. And I thought that's where all this money came from. Well, on GoFundMe, you can go down and read where the donations are from and read messages. And it turns out that I was completely wrong. I think one donation of $200 was given to her. Because a fellow Karen feels bad or someone just has way too much money to throw around. So $200 definitely sympathized with her, I believe. There's no message left with it. Some people donated $10. But most of the donations are $5, which I think might be the minimum. And all of the $5 donations that have things written, them, uh, uh, written on them are just dunking on this dumb bitch. One guy gave her $5 to say... I really want this to go to court so a judge can tell you what an idiot you are and the news reports it. Do you have any clue how vapid and selfish you are by setting up a fundraiser for yourself? And he just continues to lay into her. Uh, someone else posts a picture of, of the Joker with a caption, you get what you fucking deserve. And he says, happy to pay a small fee to say this. Spend this however you want. And then he just goes in with a huge paragraph uh, ending with, you get what you deserve. Grow up. The end. Uh, my wife is uh, at asthmatic. Asthma. Asthmatic. My wife has asthma and asthmatic. she wears one when asthmatic. needed. Asthmatic. I don't know. For some reason. I used to have asthma. And I don't know how to pronounce that word. 
But anyway, he just lays into her. And these are just $5 donations after $5 donations telling this woman she's a terrible person. Which I feel like is counterintuitive. I don't, I, I think this woman is disgusting as the next guy. But I don't think $5 telling her she's a dumb bitch is worth it because in a way she kind of wins. At the end of the day, the barista got $100,000 and she got $555 for going viral and being a terrible person, which, of course, the barista who is in the right, he's following company policy, got to wear a mask when you're in a place of food and beverage like Starbucks. And the barista made way more money and I feel great for that guy. Uh, But I feel like to the people of the internet, as much as you want to tell this woman she is a terrible person, I don't think giving them $5 is the way to do it. This is actually the business model of Casey Tron, who's actually just putting up an act, believe it or not, and the business model of other people uh, on the internet. They are a terrible person to get views, to get people talking about them. We have spoke about before on the podcast. Uh, the woman who uh, was a Twitch streamer, I think she still is a Twitch streamer. I don't think she was banned. And she said, $5, you guys watch me and you got you don't have money to give me $5? People on the internet do or say shitty things, whether it be on purpose in the instance of this Karen, I believe it was on purpose. Uh, they do and say shitty things on purpose or not on purpose to get attention and therefore money. And I feel like in this instance, I don't think she's playing 3D chess here. I don't think she was like, yeah, I'm going to go viral on the internet and start my own GoFundMe and get money and not really get a lawyer, waste my time suing this guy. I think she's legit being a dumb bitch. But I I do think that the kind of byproduct of telling people what you feel if you're feeling something negative and then giving them money and attention by doing that still benefits them. $555 is a lot of money to get paid for being an asshole. It, it just is. That's more money than I make in a day for legitimately doing my job. And that's uh, money she gets for going viral on the internet and for everyone making fun of her. I think that's the real takeaway from this. Uh, I really sympathize with the barista. I got plenty of friends in retail and working in food and beverage and all that stuff who are treated like shit. And I'm glad that guy got plenty of par. Oh, my God. He raised over $100,000. I hope he doesn't share a dime with it, uh, of it with her. And I hope that I hope that she doesn't start harassing other people, which she will. She did comment that the next time this happens, she will be staying at the Starbucks and calling the police, which, man, there's a lot to be said about being a cop in America right now. But how would you feel if you were a cop? You had to answer the call of this lady wouldn't wear a mask in Starbucks and she's demanding a drink. That Now, that really doesn't sound like a good use of, of our public funding and taxpayer money and police time they just put on a mask or go literally anywhere else or make your own coffee she's anyway uh that is going to be our karen of the week and it came with a little bit of my opinion there i don't think that people should be giving her money and i kind of inadvertently exposed that there is a place to give her money so a little bit of it may be on me but just want to toss that out there All right, a little bit before the show, we were talking about, in the pre-show, by the way, twitch.tv slash delshambio, APM, PSD. Can I butt in, though? Yeah, go ahead, Killer. Go ahead. Can I butt into a a fact check from beforehand? So the U.S. military, to go back to our first topic of conversation, 
um, is the, the budget that we spend on the U.S. military is slightly bigger, maybe around the same if you count rounding, this is according to the New York Times, than the other seven countries in that list, which includes China, Saudi Arabia, and Russia. Combining that the next seven countries' budgets on military is still a little bit short of ours. So I, what did I say, four? You said the next four. four. Yeah, and oh then the, the rest, the other countries, literally every other country is actually smaller than those seven countries, which is then smaller than uh, the United States. All I'm saying is so. we spent all this taxpayer money on war, and we can't get this man a green screen and an AT-2050 and a compressor and a top tier audio setup. You couldn't setup. find one person to just say, move the camera to the other side, don't look out of frame. I So I know this is audio only podcast but if you imagine taking a picture of someone ideally and, and it's going to be on a live stream right ideally you kind of have bust up you know you have their chest shoulders head and then you can see you know the top of their hair that's good framing this guy has got his neck and his head kind of peeking up like he's a fucking goomba coming out of a pipe in mario <laughs> right and that just it just doesn't look good and we can't get a more professionally run stream for what is the largest military in the history of the literal universe. I, it's the U.S. Army. Not to confuse the Army and the Navy and all that. But it's the U.S. Army. They're well-funded. They couldn't get this man anything better than a C920 and plug that into a gaming PC. Anyway, the U.S. I Army esports team. On. The U.S. Army esports team, I feel like uh, we could be directing a lot of our military funding to other places and other public works. Um, but I definitely think we can be directing more funding towards our military and our nation's streaming setup burning stream for do, what it's worth it's good yeah I, I think we can do with like one less fighter jet which could fund like a movie studio in new york or something yeah for those the things US cost Army like percent. billions of dollars so. all right uh so we were talking a little bit about the show on dating advice and i want to talk uh, i want to tackle a completely different question that we were talking about on the pre-show that I kind of touched on uh, in the pre-show, but what what is a good first date? And I got this one. You guys can submit topics, by the way. I don't think I've plugged this for like 20 episodes. I mean, you can submit topics via uh, the Discord at discord.gg slash stealth shampoo. This is something someone asked me, and it kind of pertains to what we were talking about uh, during the pre-show, which is how do you ask a girl out? Uh, this one is what are some first good, uh, good first date ideas? So I'm going to tackle the obvious ones. Uh, that are bad because we got to cover the bad ones uh, not the good ones and I'm assuming a couple things a that you have a little bit of pocket change like I'm not going to suggest you take her to like a five star restaurant or anything like that but I'm assuming you have some spending money you're not a 16 year old like me you have literally $60 to buy Skyrim and that's it I'm assuming you have a little bit of pocket change and I'm assuming you can drive have a car or some kind of transportation I think number one the worst idea is movie theater uh, there's I th I feel like that is a good date to go on once you have a, an established rapport with someone, uh, whether they be a friend or a romantic interest, because you don't really do anything. That's an hour and a half to two hours of just kind of sitting there. Uh, now, of course, if you're going to go do something after, then that's fine. But that's an hour to hour and a half. Uh, it does give you a topic to talk about afterwards. But I think for first impressions, that is not only a waste of time and overpriced, but you don't really get to know the person. And I, it, I feel like the point of a first date is to secure a second date if you want it. So that's a bad call, in my opinion. The second, uh, so that's the first bad idea. Uh, I think the second bad idea 
is Twitch Partner Party. And I told the story during the pre-show, so I'm going to tell it again and fast forward real quick. But I decided to take this girl on a first date to a Twitch Partner Party. I thought this would be an incredible flex. Um, we were both near the event. It was at the Children's Discovery Museum, I believe it was, in San Jose, downtown San Jose. It was at some kind of museum. It might have been the, the other museum downtown. But museum, really good first date. Twitch partner party, that's kind of a flex. That, that's really cool. And I get free alcohol, which is the number one reason. And I think the only reason I really care about my Twitch partnership is I feel like for all this platform has taken away from me in terms of time and my mental health throughout the years, that I get repaid not through donations and bits, which I appreciate from you guys when you send them over, but more so in free alcohol from the Twitch team. And so I had gone to a Discord party at the other museum the night before. It was fantastic. It was awesome. I took one of my friends there. And so I was going to go on a date to the Twitch partner party the next day. Uh, Twitch is garbage at throwing parties sometimes. It's really, in my experience, been a coin flip. I think, Hewler, you were with me at, was it PAX West? Or was it a different TwitchCon or something like that? It must have been a different TwitchCon. Where the whole debacle around IRL streamers was happening. Yeah, that, and the was, DJ that was a TwitchCon Long Beach. Yeah, I so forget sometimes, what number it is at this point, but it was TwitchCon Long Beach. There are some the Twitch party parties party. that are fantastic. Um, I took Kuehler to one. This is a separate party that I'm talking about now. I took Kuehler to one. Date. Yes, yes. Um, I took Kuehler to a separate one where the DJ had to get on the mic and say, hey, IRL streamers, if everyone could stop streaming and we could just enjoy the party, he stopped the music, made that announcement. There were clips on Reddit of the exact party we were at later on of IRL streamers like butting in and like getting into people's conversations, harassing people. It was incredibly annoying. Uh, it didn't happen to me because who am I? I'm a nobody. They're bugging Dr. Disrespect and Jericho and lots of the A-tier streamers. Anyway, this party was an even bigger disaster. Uh, now we're going back to the first day one. The party was overbooked by at least a thousand people. I got a text before, because we went to dinner beforehand, dinner and a party, uh, I got a text from my friends beforehand and they said, Hey, Nikki, we got to the partner party. And I said, how they're not partners. How did you get in? And they said, well, we just showed them our badge, which says like general admission on it. And we just got in. When I got to the front of the line at the party, my partner manager, when I asked like, Hey, can we get her in the party? He said, yes, but you have to bring your badge. That's the only way we'll let you in. When I got to the front of the line, they scanned my badge and I got denied. And apparently everyone in front of me had also been denied. Now, my par my badge says partner, so there's no way I should have been denied. And so the person running the bouncer, running the scanner thingy, mashes the scanner a little bit, and the screen turns red to green and says, you're good to go in. And so I turn to her and say, did, did they deny you too? I, I got us on the list, but we got in anyway. She's like, yeah, it, it said we weren't allowed, but they let us in anyway. We get in there, and it is... It is insanely packed like sardines tier overbooked. Uh, the DJ, I swear, is just playing Spotify. I, I think he's just playing his Spotify, his favorite Spotify playlist without premium because there are certain parts of the party where the music just cuts off and, it, and there's nothing happening. Uh, we very quickly left that party and I think my second non-recommendation to go back to the original question submitted is... I feel like Twitch Partner Party, hit or miss. But I I think playing it safe and not doing something extremely extravagant is necessary. 
for our first time. Uh, we still had the dinner to fall back on, which at least I had enough foresight to do that. But I think those are my two least favorite uh, things to do. I think my number one thing, uh, if I had to list off now good ideas, is number one, boba. Because that's just, I live in a very Asian populated area and there's boba places absolutely all over the place. That might, I don't that know might how it be... Is. That might be Bay Area centric, but that is that is very much California centric. <laughs> yeah. But my yeah. my secret weapon that doesn't work right now. Don't try it right now. But I swear to God, I if they're all still open, VR arcade. I I don't care if you're not a VR person like me. I work at a VR company, but VR arcades are hitting every single check mark in a smart date idea. And I'll break it down why. First off, actually, don't go to one right now because there's nothing more dangerous to do then a not wear a mask in public and b put public equipment around your eyes we had that whole thing with you know don't touch your face and so putting public vr equipment around your eyes is not the way to do it and i'm hoping not all vr arcades shut down but there are going to be safe ways to do it when when the time comes when things open up or if you live in a country where vr arcades are open and safe to go to there's a couple reasons why it's a fantastic idea a if it's a new experience to you it might be better than uh than someone like me who knows everything about VR because I'm not gonna have fun on Richie's Plank Experience. That's a game where you you're on the top of a tall skyscraper and you walk off and fall and people usually freak out. Keeler Keeler and I don't freak out on that anymore. The, the I have fun in that game lost. because I just go for it. Yeah, the wonderful yeah. chance to like feign suicidality and just kind of let it go out. You do you do you don't actually die. I, and don't actually kill yourself. Uh, it is a completely safe game to play, but it does instill that fear the first time you do it of I am on top of a skyscraper and I do not want to jump off. And it works on literally everyone. It, I don't care who you are. You're like the biggest, burliest man. I, I guess if you're like a, a skydiver or something, maybe you're an adrenaline junkie. But other than that, it works on literally everyone. So give it a try uh if you don't know what vr games to play and i loved doing this when i worked at a vr arcade when people would come in and they were clearly on a date where they would call ahead and they were like all right what, what's she really gonna like whether they were an established couple or a first-time couple i loved i loved serving couples for a couple reasons they always treat you really well because the one of the one of the things you can do the best on a first date is treat the service people well Treat anyone who you're interacting with well. Because when I'm out on a date and I, I realize that the woman I'm with, you know, has her pleas and thank yous and we're nice to the waiter or waitress and all that, that that's major points in my book. So the generally when couples come in, they're nicer. They're in a good mood. They're on a date. Uh, that's step number one. Uh, step number two is not all VR arcades have people who really care about VR who work there, but I, I really did. Ask them what are good date games to play. And I always I always give them the formula. A, Richie's Plank Experience. It'll get her to freak out. Um, it'll get you to freak out. She'll love watching your reaction. It's a fantastic one. Uh, then, you, then you got like your Beat Sabers and you're taking turns on that and playing the songs and laughing at how good or bad you are. You don't have to be good at rhythm games to play Beat Saber. You, you can be the absolute least coordinated person in the world. Beat Saber charts go so easy. That you can still handle it. And if you're bad at it, then you're bad at it and it's kind of funny. And then afterwards, you know, after you play VR, you probably burned a couple calories. Now you're really hungry. You go out to a dinner or something like that. That is actually 
the my my number one foolproof. It has worked 100% of the time I have tried it. Uh, first date plan, if you can manage it. Because it's interactive and kind of like a movie, you have something to talk about. And it makes you hungry. Um, it is a little bit expensive because the going market rate for going to VR is a dollar a minute. But you usually get a deal, $40, $50, and you have a VR station for yourself for an hour. And it's kind of like going to a movie. It's about it's about the same cost-ish. So it's not the cheapest thing to go to. But it's movie definitely is not, not $50? For two people, you think? I don't know. We don't go to the movies. Or oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, for two people, it might. And if you get, like, concessions, maybe. Close I'm thinking, like, a, a ticket and You could maybe get away with a little less, depending on the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think it might the be real, about equal to going the, to VR. But the real solution is to just not get those. So, that's my number dinner one before. idea. Eat dinner before. So then you can... I definitely don't recommend eating dinner before you go to the VR arcade because that... that now you're Not the full. arcade, the movie theater. You can't the movie theater. Oh, so yeah, then you don't yeah, have to yeah. pay for the overpriced like concessions. You can just... You're full and with better food. And stuff. I think should you go on a second or third date, what you do is you... You, you know she's a keeper if you ask her to sneak in a Chipotle burrito in a bag and she does it. She's too stingy to do that. Then she's not. That's not. Then then that's when you dip out of there. But that's, that's my stingy. number one idea. Is that, is that just, I don't know. I think that's similar. Is that, this is, is that just a special a, thing? Is that a special thing? Because like, I don't know if it's maybe growing up with like a, a like Latin American family, but like sneaking food into things and out of things is just kind of what we do. I don't go to the movies very often, but well, I, I, I know we go, we went to buffets sometimes. And then when we went to buffets, my grandmother would bring her large purse because she knows she's going to take a lot of inventory out of that buffet. We had food for like the next two days. To the movie theater? No, to the buffet. Oh, she just wanted but to take if, the food out. <clears throat> but then if we're going to a movie theater, they, had, they usually still bring a somewhat large purse so they can carry a bunch of shit in there too. <laughs> yeah. And that's it's just, just our like, life. So th- for me, this is like normal, you know? I think that's it's I'm surprised more of an if American that's like thing. a standard. Is it an American thing? Maybe it is. I've seen yeah, some other I, cultures do it too. I have been to uh, movies with multicultural groups of, of my friends uh, where we would, when I was in middle school, we would stuff gummy bears and gummy worms into our pants, just like mm-hmm. straight down the front, walk right in. Then when you're in the theater, unzip, pull them out, zip back up, and you're good to go. You got some warm gummy bears, dude. Who cares? You're watching a movie. No one can see you. It's dark. Just pull the gummy <laughs> bears right out. I, I feel like my. So my VR arcade strategy is it's just an advanced version of mini golf or going to late. I don't know. Laser I've, never, I've never thought of it that way. Like, no, I think mini golf is a good example. It's something you don't have to be good at. And you're just there to kind of fumble around, and you know, get to loosen up a bit with each other. Right. Yeah. And what good VR arcades do and Boba shops do this too is they have the main attraction, which is VR or Boba. And then they have something else to do. The one I worked at has a side room for you to go and sit down and play video games. And I I would always, uh, I always, I, I loved it when people came to my VR arcade on dates because after they were done playing VR, I'd be like, oh yeah, complimentary, like go play video games in there. And you know, go in there, close the door and tell other customers who walked in who weren't on dates, oh yeah, g- give us like 10 minutes or whatever. Uh, so I give them the room privately, the whole video game room privately for a little bit and stall out other customers. I, I would always be able to do this if it wasn't busy, um, that it was not really skin off my bones. You know, I'd give the other customers 
five extra minutes of VR time so I could spend some alone time like chatting and having fun in the video game room. And you know, I would obviously always do this for you if you were polite to me. Also, if you're ever polite to service workers or anyone who's giving you a thing, then they'll give you a discount or hook you up a little bit or, you know, give you an extra side with your meal or a free drink or something like that. So always try to be nice to people. But especially when people are on dates, I always wanted them to do well. Um, because I remember I, one guy like stayed up, stayed very late, almost a closing time, and he like thanked you. It looked like it really went well. I think I have legitimately, if we closed at eight p.m., I legitimately like eight oh five gave them a warning, like, "Hey, we're closing soon." And I just stayed clocked in and chilled at the front desk playing Pokemon on the <laughs> on the computer, dude. Like I didn't care. You guys are having a good time, and I have nowhere to be. It's eight p.m. I just vaguely remember, like, when I was in that arcade, I think like I saw you know the couple that were like locked in that room or something they they got out and i remember the guy like thanking you it looked like it helped for them to just chat away and everything yeah yeah, absolutely it's a good flow too because like i said the point of vr is it kind of loosens you up right you kind of show a little embarrassment to each other and then you yeah you're not so tense and then you get to and then it's so much easier to start chatting and and communicating one time i almost brought a date into that arcade but then it fell apart before i was able to and maybe that's why it didn't go. There was no second one. That is, well, there's always... That's not a sad story, by the way. I'm just saying, like, I wonder if that's why, now that I'm thinking about it. It's like, now now I'm pondering over, like, would that have gone better had we made it over there? It fell apart not in a bad way, just, like, scheduling conflicts came up. I was going to say there's always next time, but you shouldn't be going to VR arcades anytime soon, at least not in America. It's not going like- to It's not gonna be a next time with that person, but, you know... At least it's maybe someday the arcades will open up again. That might be an interesting thing to try. I think because I, I love a... the plank experience. I show it even to like friends and yeah. family and shit like that. I always bring them because they always freak out, which is hilarious to me. Because I wasn't even a VR player when I first I went into people. that game. I was like, I played only VR a few times on your headset, so it was very strange to me that it, it, like people froze up because I'm just like, okay, let's just go. People, 99.9% of people freeze up playing the games. Richie's playing experience. If you ever go to a VR arcade and bring a woman, uh, first off, make sure she's not, I guess, height of folk. I mean, everyone's kind of scared of heights, right? That's why I mean, we're the whole point. Well, I mean, the whole point of the game is your like a natural fear of heights, but make sure you're not like traumatized by it, right? You don't want to get an anxiety yeah. attack in the in the VR arcade. You didn't watch your mom fall down a skyscraper or something like that. <laughs> that like, was what some... I was going for, but you went straight for the darkest example, right? Make sure, yeah, make sure you don't have a super traumatic experience. Have you ever met someone who, like, wasn't a VR veteran and did not freeze up immensely No, on the platform? No, no, no. Really? Everyone hesitates I would, slightly. I, I, it's basically just me. Everyone hesitates slightly or they go, at the very best, I see, oh, all right, I'll do it. One, two, three, step off. Like, there's oh, that. I, I kind of did that, too, because it was reasonably immersive the first time. But I wasn't like, I still knew this is virtual reality, and I'm not really going to fall. I legitimately have people who stand up there, and I had a guy once spend 10 or 15 minutes. You ride an elevator from the bottom to the top. And then there's a plank and you have to walk off the plank. I legit yeah. had a guy trying to build up the courage for 10 or 15 minutes. And he's, I can't do it. I can't, he's hyperventilating. He's showing oh all God. the signs of flight, uh, fight or flight. His palms literally sweaty. Uh, he's, you can actually see his, his hands trembling a little bit. He's, you know, when you, if you take a step 
on something that's not stable, you, you step lighter, you kind of use your toe to you know, dip yes. your toe in water yes. or something like that. Yeah. He's doing that. He's fully immersed. And it gets some people like that. And it's very, very... It, it, the the scale of how people will react varies. But most of the time, if it's their first time in VR, they go, oh my God. And the thing is, if you just so happen to to date someone who has been to a VR arcade before, they've probably had a positive experience unless the VR arcade near you is absolute garbage. Uh, and, and they want to do it again. Like I have had repeat customers, well, repeatedly. A lot of people come in and just spend time there uh like to spend their sundays and all that coming back we used to be booked all the time on the weekends and then you know now i got a real job and then all the arcades in the u.s have shut down and people won't wear masks so they're not gonna open back up that is that is kind of the hard part is i feel like doing things recreationally especially for dating is we're not doing that for a very long time because of how we're not wearing masks in america but then when they open back up I'm I'm still not immediately going to be rushing to go to the VR arcade or go out to play mini golf or anything like that. So, uh, for now, I think your pivot is buying a Switch with Animal Crossing, because I think literally every, ev, with no exception, I think actually aside from Keeler, Keeler, do you have a Switch? No, I do not. I okay. I think literally with the exception of Keeler, every woman I know is on Animal Crossing. Well, right now. Still, if they haven't moved on to like Ghost of Tsushima or something like that, because Animal Crossing is a couple months old. No, because see, I I was in City Skylines because I'm urbanist and I'm like, this isn't enough. I need to be thinking about zoning and like transit location. I have recently been, a, I bought, because I've realized that I'm going to be staying here longer and longer and it just makes me sadder and sadder. I have sadder. considered I, actually getting it, but I feel like a lot of the people I know who normally played Animal Crossing are starting to, like, fade out of it. So oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I, you know, that's the thing I always do. Whenever there's, like, a hot game, I, like, want to wait because I want to see if it's just going to be a thing everyone plays for, like, a couple months and then never again. Or if it's really going to be something that sticks around. And this is, I don't think it will be sticking around nearly as much. At least not among the people that I know. I recently bought a, a new keyboard because the keyboard I've been using, I've been using since before Stealth Shampoo started, 10 years long got a Gamo 2 rhythm gaming keyboard for those of you watching on twitch.tv slash I need a new keyboard also because my keyboard broke during quarantine but I've never had like a time when I have the money to spare to get a new keyboard so at some point I'm gonna have to because I'm using a spare like normal keyboard that came with a computer and it's not bad like it's not making my hands hurt but it's not wonderful either I've been playing a DJ Max lately because i realize i have to get my rhythm game fixed and it's just too hot to play beat saber and so that's why i yeah i, I played up. it yesterday and i was just exhausted i felt like i told you this before the stream but i felt like i've regressed like six months as far as my endurance i i've actually i think i'm back so when i went to japan and uh when do we go september october when Kuler and i went to japan and september. september i was at my fattest because we got yaki niku like twice oh, in a man. week or something like yeah, that yeah that and we're just rough. overeating and then there's a story we told of me and Kuehler eating at a kfc and then no <laughs> yeah we ate at the kfc that was connected and then the, to a pizza, and then the hut. pizza hut yeah the combination kfc pizza hut and we ate both the kfc and the pizza hut yeah I and the the most embarrassing part was the pe the kfc 
person when they delivered our KFC took our Pizza Hut trays, or maybe it's the <laughs> other way around. I don't yeah, remember. We, had, we had the Pizza Hut afterwards, so they took our KFC trays. Was, I've never anyway, felt so much shame at a at a public fast food restaurant. At that point, I was at my heaviest, and then uh, quarantine, and then I lost all that weight. Um, I was going to the arcade, I was exercising, I was playing DDR, and I was down. I was one eighty five. Then I went down to like 179 was my lowest for like a five foot eleven and a half tall dude. It's pretty, that's pretty all right. But now I'm back to 185. I'm back to like my have yaki niku twice a week phase with a bunch of a bunch of alcohol, and uh, it's I have just not been exercising. I have not been playing VR because it's too hot, and so that's yeah, why VR was my exercise. Keyboard. VR was my exercise, and now uh, I can't even do that because. And it's not like, okay, I'll go out and run. Like, it's, it's just as bad. Fuck that. It's just dude. as hot. Yeah, now I have to be I have to do it in the daytime. At least VR was something I did in, like, midnight. So, or it was cooler, but it's just too hot. And being right. in this room all the time heats it up like crazy. Speaking of hot, I have to turn off the fan when we do the Earlaxes podcast. So, I hope those of you on Spotify and iTunes appreciate it because it is it is Yeah, I closed easily, my window also. It is easily 80 plus degrees in this room. So, we're going to end the recording. And talk to the Twitch chat for the post show. Thanks for watching. Spotify, iTunes, twitch.tv slash Dungeon Boo at 8 p.m. PDT. Uh, join us on Discord and submit more questions for next next week. We're here every other Tuesday. I'll be doing Nikki. Kuehler is here also. And we will see you all some other time.